Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Our Take on General Hospital. My name is Jonathan, and I will be your host today. And on today's episode, we're kicking it soap countdown style and counting down the top five things we want to see from General Hospital when it returns later this year. Joining me today is some of the best voices in podcasting. We have Tina, Tony Ann, Karen, and from TV Source, joining us is Ryan. Hey, guys. Hello, guys. I've missed talking to you. I've missed talking about GH. I've I've missed this community, and you know what? I think this is going to be a fun way for us to to dip our toes back in here while we're waiting for the show to get back into production. I'm excited. Yes, about time. Right. So let's kick it off. Tony Ann, why don't you go first? What What's at number five for you? My number five is stories to have a plan. GH has been very, let's throw things against the wall and see what sticks. And the most successful stories of recent memory have been stories that have actually had a beginning, a middle, and a concise ending, and you could see where they're going. They need to stick to that when they come back. Mm-hmm. Good one. Very well said. That's a great one. Tina, what's at number five for you? So at... Number five for me, um, I want them to have jumped ahead. So to be in like current time, not pick up from the episode that we left off at. I mean, we can do some flashbacks and what have you, but um, I want to see something that is A, current and B I I don't want to see like COVID blowing up in my face but I don't want to see it completely ignored either so maybe some comments about not being able to hug or something like that and moving on uh, just because they should be you know I I, I think that based on the rules they're going to need to film with um it's an easy way to explain it. We'll all get it and everybody can move on. Uh, but I, I am not looking for it to pick up at the moment it left off. Like that does nothing for me. Nice. I've seen that, that thought around a lot and I, I agree with it. I'm, I'm very curious how they're going to pick up. And me I, too. I, I would be totally down for a little bit of a time jump. Yeah, I would, I would be too. What's a number five for you? Okay, so I got really specific. I didn't know we we're going to have such broad full philosophical oh, answers, got, but here I we go. Not so ready. Or very specific. <laughs> um, I want Dr. O to get out of the egg, go in with Brad um, to the prison, wherever they go. I can't remember the name of it. I call it Attica. Um, and for them to plot with Ryan Chamberlain to kill both Nell and Peter. We can oh, have yes, like a, please. a whole thing <laughs> with just those three and they can be socially distanced in different cells, right? That's my idea. Murderous like cell it. block tango. I'm all <laughs> there <for> you it. <laughs> go. I like it a lot. Very cool. All right, Ryan, what's the number five for you? Uh, number five, I'm going to echo what Tina said. Um, I would like to see them sort of uh, do a, a mini time jump, sort of be 
in real time where we are now. And then only if necessary, give us tastes of what happened since May, right? Through flashbacks, through special episodes, kind of like uh, Guiding Light used to do with their Inside the Light. Let's, Ugh. you know, let's do something that way with GH because I think... I didn't mean to mention in delight. <laughs> I think with exposition, it's fine. But for some of these things, we do need to be shown some of what happened. And I think because GH is the most, uh, as insane as it sounds, the most um, realistic soap at the moment, I think that they should acknowledge COVID because we have hospital characters without going too far into it because GH right now should be an escape, but it shouldn't ignore what's going on. And I think if you have people like Elizabeth and Monica and um, Lucas and some of the other doctors that are there at the hospital discussing the hard time that they're in right now and the, the difficulties of being a medical professional or maybe Elizabeth is not able to go home and see her kids. Like that would be nice, right? Elizabeth um, pops in and we see her in August or September, whenever the episodes start airing and she hasn't been home in months because she can't see her kids. That's a realistic mm-hmm. thing. So yes. I say do something like that, play that up, really use the hospital characters to, mm-hmm. to convey that, that emotion that real life lifesavers are having to deal with and further stories on from there. Very well said. I, I've got feelings on, on kind of what I want to see from the, the show in that standpoint a little bit later in my list, but I want to have some fun at number five with mine and Karen and me saw a tweet earlier and we discussed it a little bit more different side of it. Um, that inspired this one, but at number five for me, I have, I want the return of the mega soap and I know I'm not going to go all crazy. So it won't go all my general hospital lives to live as much as I want it to. But what I'll settle for is I want Dr. David Hayward and Cara Castillo to come from all my children down to Port Chuck and for Anna to forget all about Finn and that Peter and do whatever and we can now focus on her getting in this love triangle with my Lindsay all the way back and I need I need it I need to see Anna in a very front burner storyline I need Dr. David Hayward to stop being the doctor that shows up and says a few lines on Bold and Beautiful I need him to like get a job where he gets steady pay and I I need to see him on my screen and that's that's that'll be like too much to ask for so and then later on we can talk about you know getting all my one life delivers back but i'm, I'm not going to do that to yeah. Karen just yet. <laughs> i would love that i would love that i don't think it's gonna happen but i would love it so much hey, that's I'm, I'm, I'm all for and bringing more people in but if we're gonna do that we need to like not see the same four characters and everybody's story and um, you know, spread the love. Exactly. Oh, I think we're gonna get to that soon, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm certain. I'm certain. There's been enough people <laughs> screaming about it. You and I are on a similar wavelength, Jonathan, <laughs> and that's gonna be my number four. So I can't wait to discuss it. You heard a tidbit of this over the weekend <laughs> during our last taping. There we go. All right, so that brings us to number four. Tony Ann, what's up? 
All right, so I'm going to do a little bit of a rearranging of my list, and I'm going to piggyback off of Ryan and Tina's number five, and I'm going to say a time jump to present time. Because let's be real. I mean, you guys touched on uh, playing COVID into it beautifully, but I was thinking that none of the actual stories we were telling before we shut down are really worth going back to. So let's just throw them all out finish them all up in the three months we haven't seen tell us what happened and start brand new when we come back we don't yep. like any of the show change it all <laughs> just, just restart yep. you know that, much. That, that's the thing is this is the perfect time for a big reset a big reboot and to really think about and change the direction of the show so well said Tina what's a number four for you all right, so number uh, four for me is um, I'm not interested in seeing any druggy addiction type stories right now. Um, so I don't want to see Sasha becoming a coke fiend. I, I don't want to see oh, Alexis going on an alcohol bender. Um, I, I, I just don't want to see any of that crap right now. I forgot about... I, was I, I totally this forgot was about you guys watching that you forget this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're right. Mm. I forgot it happened. So, yeah. <laughs> that's... Yeah. Huh. Huh. I wonder <laughs> what GH I was watching this year. <laughs> watching a different show that you guys don't remember no you're right no, you're right you're totally right when you said it i remembered but i totally blocked it out it was kind of at that <laughs> weird time too i think when this was just starting so well i think my problem is like i was using the fast forward button so much because of those uh mm. flashbacks oh because of the stupid flashbacks so yeah, i might have right. fast forwarded right. some yeah. scenes i kept going who was sasha and then i was like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> the other brunette. I don't know oh, and, and, I, and I get that they, maybe they want to start a new addiction story like start dropping the seeds now something we'll see like January February of next year and, and that's fine but these ones that they were starting yeah. no 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 just walk away <laughs> just walk away just walk far 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 away well, let's walk on over to Karen's number four. What well, do you got for us Here four? comes another one of my little specificies. I want, which I've wanted forever, as you guys know, Molly and TJ, they have the central story. They have their own apartment. And um, we look into maybe money woes with them. And just obviously because Molly cheated on um, TJ. That could be part of it too, but I want those two to be brought up to the forefront. Please. I would love it, but I have to wonder if GH has the balls to go into an interracial couple story right now, but I would love it if they did. Oh, I would think. I, I mean, I, well, I didn't even think about that part of it at all. <laughs> Me either, but <laughs> no, I was just thinking of their. I That's toyed with putting them on my list, so there was the thought that I had. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Just uh, whatever. I'm gonna get to that in a second. Ryan, <laughs> what's at number four for you? 
So my number four is something that I briefly went into while we were taping um, Arctic Media's Soap Boxing with Corian. And I detailed one of the ways that I would incorporate some of the All My Children characters into General Hospital mm -hmm. right now. And one of that is utilizing Debbie Morgan, Darnell Williams, and bringing over Jesse and Angie mm. and their family to the hospital. And so my scenario was this. Nell wins because she needs to win. Nell mm -hmm. wins her, law, her, her lawsuit against the hospital. <laughs> GH is now in financial disarray. The quarter mains do not have the um, depth to be able to bail the hospital out. So what ends up happening is they start looking for a consortium to come in, kind of like how the Grey's Anatomy doctor saved their hospital except this time they're looking for outside doctors to come in. So this brings Jesse and Angie into town and they start revamping, well, Angie starts revamping the hospital, her and Frankie and um, the existing doctors there. And that creates a little bit of some tension with the existing doctors because here are this outside group coming in, telling them how they're gonna run their hospital and sort of create that tension between the quarter mains and and Angie, I would like to see my award be a part of the group that Angie is with when she comes into the hospital. Because the quarter means would see Maya as, why aren't you on our side? And she's like, look, you guys broke the law. You are the reason why GH lost this lawsuit. You are the reason why Nell is now millions and millions of dollars richer. And this hospital is in the array, the situation that it is. But I would use Jesse and Angie as a way to sort of pivot a shift in Port mm -hmm. Charles. Jesse would become a PCPD commissioner because Jordan needs to go to jail for what she did. Or um, die, either one. Or die, that one too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could have Frankie there um, and getting sort of uh, working with uh, the hospital and maybe falling for I'm now single Lucas and people go, but wait, isn't Freaky straight? He was on all my children, but you never know who you fall in love with. So I would love to see Frankie and Lucas hook up. Then you've got Natalia working with her dad at the police department. And that leads to um, sort of the little alliance because Anna knows, uh, uh, well, not, Anna doesn't know them, but basically it will lead to a shift in the police department. And Jesse decides there's been a grip on crime in this town for far too long and along with mayor collins and anna and the other allies they basically launch a plan to take down all organized crime in port charles and that's how it's all mixed together can you please write general hospital <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i actually think it would be really interesting if Nell lost custody but won the lawsuit like i i, I could live in that world me too Really? Yep. I think that would be good too, but I just, I never thought that I would be rooting for Nell and Jonathan my knows girl. this. Jonathan Where's knows how girl. much I loathed her, but I dislike the Corinne thigh so much that I need her to win. I, I really do because I want, I want I them her. to see what it's like to well, be on the losing end of things. And that's fine, and, and I'll go into it in my number three, but yeah, no. All right. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. 
all I've got to say is, Ryan, I, I was intrigued that entire time. So good job. Thank you. Thank you. So I keep wanting to move all mine around, but I'm just going to leave them the way I wrote them. So number four for me is, and this is the dumbest cliche I could do, and it <laughs> bothers me so much, but I want actually some real romance and love in the afternoon because everybody's been talking to me about like these big sweeping love stories on GH, and all I've seen is bottles being thrown at women's head and glasses just shattering around, and I'm just like, what is this romance you speak of? I want Willow and Chase. I know people are like their eyes. I like them, so I'm with you. In like this, because I feel like they've got a great like building of like that Disney princess couple. You know, it's they're just very happy. Whatever. I need, I need just romance stories on the show, and I need love, and I need real love, and I don't. I know we're not going to get sex scenes, and that's fine. Guess what? You don't need to show me all of that but you can do so much with a longing look well or how about this we're walking down the staircase getting our clothes back on or we're walking out of the room or we go into a room together and close the door like there's there's ways to just imply things and that's all i need but i need like people going on dates and i need love and i need heartache and i need triangles and quadrangles and things with actual like stakes to them and I don't feel like there's been any relationship stakes on the show in a while. In years. You know what I think would be cool, Jonathan? But yeah. this this sort of kind of involves acknowledging some some, some of what's going on. If you frame this, uh, one of the stories picking up on your, your need for romance and things by having a loss of intimacy and then acknowledging how they miss the touch of another person, and they they long for that that personal connection. So you can use a married couple or even someone who are dating and play up those that longing, that the look, the the the, the slow touch. I think that would be really nice. You, you could use that with Franco and Liz mm -hmm. very easily. She could be not home because of the kids. His job, obviously, as an art therapist, most of those things are not happening right now or they're happening virtually. So he's home with the kids and they, you know, she can't go home and, and they can talk on the phone and maybe, you know, see each other through the window. I mean, I mean, you could definitely play on that really well. Yep. And that's, that's, that's what, oh man, that would be so great. And even the reverse of that too. Like, I don't know if there are any couples on GH that rely too much on the physical touch and the intimacy, but with that being gone, now you realize you don't really have anything else and you have to try to re find what you love about that person since you don't have what you did before. You can kind of play both ends of it. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, well, see, that would have been perfect for, like, Julian and Britt, but Britt's gone. You could do that with um, Jax and Nina. Because think about it. If they're not bumping, then what are they doing? That's true. That's true. Well, that brings us to number three. Tony Ann. My okay. number three is uh, probably one of the more specific ones that I have on my list. It is a rest and reset for the Sam character. It's clear that they don't know what to do with her. She is a shell of her former self. Send her off screen until you know how to write her and then bring her back with a purpose. 
Or recast. I'm okay with either. Um, good, good number three. Or death by virus. <laughs> Did I say that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've missed sorry. you, Karen. <laughs> That's that's all I got. I can't. I'm I'm gonna get in too much trouble. So, Tina, what's number three for you? All right, my number three is also really specific. Um, like I had already mentioned a little bit earlier, for all that I know, some people are rooting for Nell in certain ways, and you know I understand people don't love Michael. He's a Corinthos. He's a quartermain. He always wins. Yada yada yada. If there's anyone that has been shafted in this entire baby storyline, is it, it is Michael. It is, yeah, totally. You know, Nell knew her, her son was alive. She knew all along. He he truly grieved that child. Um, and in my mind, he deserves that child. I agree. More, more than Nell ever did, she willingly gave him away. Regardless of the hows or whys, she handed her baby off to someone else and took a dead baby in its place. That's a decision she made, and decisions have consequences. So he didn't ask for the, you know, Michael didn't ask for the car crash. He he didn't ask to be told his son was dead. And yeah, I know he's do, doing these shenanigans with Willow and what have you. And I really don't have too much of an opinion about Michael and Willow. Um, Willow to me is sadly a boring character. She shouldn't be, but she is. Um, being with Michael actually almost makes her a little bit more interesting than being with Chase. Mm -hmm. um, Michael is not all that interesting of a character on his own either. He should be. He's a legacy character. He's just not. Um, but he deserves his son. And he deserves sole custody of his son. Um, and regardless of how the shenanigans work out with the hospital, when we come back, that whole custody thing should be over and he should have custody of his son. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And Michael is enough of an adult that he won't try to do what his family did to AJ and cut Nell out of the child's life. Even if it's um, what she deserves even if it's what she deserves, but he needs to have the medical say he needs to, you know, be that custodial parent. That is what he deserves. And it's true. It truly is what should happen. Um, because I think right now everyone should be doing the right thing for kids and, and regardless of everything else and what have you, they, the, they need to get this one, right. I agree. And I feel like people, don't want Michael to win just because he is a child of Sonny and Carly and that they hate Sonny and Carly so much. It's kind of blowing back onto Michael. And, and I under, completely understand that, but I'm talking about just Michael on his own, you know, you know, and Michael and now are not perfect. They've all done bad. They've both done bad things. I mean, we, you know, we've had murder. We've had the, it's all, it's all bad, but yeah. It, he she chose to give her son away and then I, chose to play god on this on giving permission for the surgery she refused to just to be a bitch not for any actual valid reason well two things i don't think that nell 
was against the surgery just because I think her own traumatic experience with her organ being sold kind of like shaped her her opinion on that. And I feel like if other people had stayed out of it, Michael would Michael would have been able to reach her because he was close to it. He almost had her convinced. And then Carly got involved. Yeah. But but <laughs> Tina explaining everything that she did, I get it. And I 100% like see your point of view on that. I Part of the reason why I want Nell to win is because I, I feel like I want Michael to be able to kind of examine everything that's been going on and realize that wow, like my parents did this thing thinking one reason and it affected my life. And now these changes, these these incidents are now affecting my kid's life. I want him to I, I wanted him to lose, but then win in the end. And and sort of have that shape his who he decides to be have involved in his kids' life. But I think the way that you laid out the scenario, Tina, is the way is really what should happen. I, I'm I'm going to change my stance and say that I agree with you 100%. And I think that's the way that, that, that we should go. Thank you. So, Ryan, what do you have then for us at number three? Oh, wait, me. Oh, I do. Yeah, <laughs> Unless you want to go before me, Ryan. Do you want to go first? No, you go ahead, Karen. <laughs> my bad, okay. Karen. Just because this one's a good one, I think. I'm excited for it. Sorry. What's so, I seem to remember now, I don't know, you know, could be wrong, but Xander's name came up before this whole COVID thing happened. And I am dying to have Cam find out about how his father died. I want him to stumble, either stumble upon it on the internet, or I want him to somebody tell him about it. I just think it would be an excellent, awesome story. How did he die? Was it the Poor Charles Hotel fire? Oh no, he, he was death by cop. Oh, oh, oh no, oh no, death by cop. He and he wanted to die that way. He made yes, them basically that kill was, him. That was suicide by cop. Yep, it was I, it, um, very harrowing, and I thought the end story was magnificent. I love Xander in, before you know all the stuff, but I thought the way that they did that was one of the better crime type stories that they did and to have cam realize now how his dad died and that liz probably never told him right and, I wouldn't and, think. And, and now is the perfect time he's stuck at home mom's probably not home he can just dig through the internet you can just google him yeah yep. and dig and dig bring up like articles from the well, paper the videos out there too the news videos out there yep that's right. Oh, yeah. It was a news video. It was on the news. Is yep. the so, cop that shot him still working on the force? I mean, I know we don't see him. No. Mm -mm. It was... Um, oh, I can't remember. I'll have to Google it. But I it don't was on Brian, was it? It might have been Brian. Like the, the guy that was kind of dating Courtney? Yeah. Because I think it may have been him because he was on when Xander was, right? They just showed him not too long ago. Yeah. Um... So, but yeah, I really think that that that's an excellent story and um, thing to bring up for get that teen angst going again. That's true. Uh, you know i i like I like that idea, Karen. I like that idea, Karen. Um, 
Is it too dark for right now? Yeah, because I remember no. there was a there was a standoff with Emily, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think that would be great. I know the easy temptation would be, well, we know that GH did that little Easter egg where the Xander lookalike met the met yep. Rebecca and whatnot. On a plane. That would yeah, that would be the easy thing to do with say that Xander is alive. But I think the hardest thing the the hardest thing to do would be to acknowledge that you know, he doesn't have a father in his life, his biological father. And he doesn't have his, that, that side of the family because they're all dead. Like Xander's dead, his dad is dead, his uncle is dead. Like yep. there's no one that he has on that side of the family. And that could create like such like a broody little. Mm -hmm. little and, if, and if I remember correctly, Lucky was, was one of the cops on the scene. I mean, so, yeah. his, you know, so his quote unquote, the, guy who's basically been dad for a yeah. hook of his life was there too. I mean, not that he was the one who shot him, but yeah. It says the SWAT team when I Googled it. it was, I think it was multiple shots because yeah. if I remember correctly, they came out on the porch. He mm -hmm. pushed Emily away. Yeah. And then um, he reached for his gun. For his gun and they, they just, you know, nailed him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now Poor it's Xander. it's coming back to me now. <laughs> Poor Xander is Emily was screaming. You know, yep. one of the best acting Natalia's done. Right, because it well, and he pushed her. He pushed her hard. They did that really well. I thought. Yep. I saw that scene for the first time recently because um, somebody posted it on Twitter, and I was like, "That was some powerful performance." Mm -hmm. I'm about to go YouTube this when we get done. We it. Like it was, it was really so well done. You should, you should I'm YouTube so it. it. It was, it was <laughs> really, it was actually some really good DV. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I, you know, I, I can definitely see that happening. He's got nothing to do but dig on the internet during COVID. Sounds like a plan. Mm -hmm. good, good job. Okay, that's a great suggestion, Karen. So Thank you. now, Ryan. <laughs> Without further Follow that, Ryan. <laughs> what do you have? Um, I it's for number three. I would like for there to be substantive changes to the way creative approaches their storylines. I feel like there has been enough time since March for them to really take a good look at the show that they have, at the show that they've wanted, but necessarily have maybe not have been able to do and try to push their vision a little bit more. I would like to see them make a concerted effort to acknowledge um, cumulative complaints about the show. I like, the head writers that are there. I think that they have an idea of what they want to do, but GH is just weighed down by such a large cast and um, ongoing themes that people haven't really been able to, to, to change long-term. But I would like to see them do that. I would like to see them um, do an interview with SOD or, um, TV line where they talk about their vision for the show, acknowledge the things that they that have not been doing so well, the characters that have pretty much been universally hated, 
and work on, like, tell the audience, look, we know you haven't been liking this character. We know you don't really like Peter. So this is what we're going to do, because it's important that we acknowledge, that we reach out to these people and, and let people know that GH is still on and try to try to bring back those 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 laps viewers. That's what I would do. That's that's as specific mm -hmm. as I could be for number three, because we always talk about, well, there's not enough time for them to catch up on anything. And yeah, they're only three or four weeks ahead of what's taping, but you, you don't want to cut stories that have been worked on for five or six months. Well, now you have no excuse. Do it. Right. Do it. So, nice. that's my number three. So, yeah, my... if ever there was a time with a clean slate, it's mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. The perfect time to do it. So, my number three, two, and one all tie together and all pretty much go against what you just said, Ryan. So, I love you, but mine are super like. I've got issues with GH, and now is the time to fix it. So number three for me, oh, God, I don't know which one of these I don't care about most. Um, we're going to, like I said, I guess keep it the way it is, is I need balance throughout. And by that, I mean I need ABC stories. I need them to rotate, and I need them to have beginning, middles, and ends. That means within the same decade, I would like those storylines to come to some type of a close so we can move on to new ones. I need them told in, like, just with, like I said, balance. I want to see TJ and Molly that Karen mentioned earlier more than once a month. I need to see, you know, I'm okay seeing Sonny and Carly, but I don't need to see them five days a week. I need to see all of these characters told with a some sort of overarching balance yes you're always going to have your leads yes you're always going to have those who are on the show a little bit more but it shouldn't feel like mobster central it shouldn't feel like hospital central i mean it probably should more than mob but this this show needs to approach like you said storytelling differently and in a way that isn't so agenda driven from whatever the source of that agenda may be. So balanced canvas and balanced storytelling is my number three. Yep. Turning in. Do my you have anything cool at number two? Uh, I think I do. You guys can tell me. My number two is to listen to your audience. This show is so in its own world and it has zero clue what we actually want to see as evidenced by a majority uh, of what's been on our screen. You do um, not want to see the JSM collection part four? No. You're basically finishing my sentence for me as evidenced by what we have seen on our screen through the repeats. They have zero clue what the audience actually wants to watch. And I'm not saying they need to listen to everything that is said by the audience, but there are certain things that all of GH Twitter can, or even like GH fans can just kind of agree on that need to happen. And I feel like they kind of need to check in and kind of get a pulse of, on what we want to see so that maybe the show can actually be recognizable again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. I have to say, I, th I think the, the, the headmines at GH really um, missed the boat on these repeats. They could have put something on like Facebook, Twitter, like made a poll um, every week 
uh, uh, and you know, what, what show do you guys want to see on, you know, next Friday? And I think they would have been stunned at the shows that the fans would have chosen. Um, or hell, even if they did like events week, like they did the train crash or the poor Charles hotel fire, like those kind of things, like they were just lazy. They took episodes they already had the rights to and just put them on the TV instead of online. Right. Well, and they did that because it was cheap. Um, however, but I digress. My number two. Is that where we are? That is where we're at. Okay. So I have a feeling people are going to love half of this and hate half of this. Ooh, intriguing. Um, so, no, Maxie and Peter. Absolutely not. And no, Sam and Jason. Kill both of these couples permanently please god uh do with them what you will Uh, i i am all for giving sam a reset a reboot a recast a re whatever because this sam is worse than a brenda bot than she's ever been um send jason another direction um bring maxi back to where she should be because she really like looks like a pod person on screen and 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 peter uh if he's going to be Faison's son, then just be more like Faison because this thing we're seeing is useless. Um, but needless to say, it, it, these couples, uh, uh, they've had their day, they're done, end them. Okay. Peter and Maxie have never had their day. Like, they've been terrible <laughs> from the jump. Right. They had, they had a couple of minutes, it didn't work, move on! Uh, I, I will say that the classic episodes that they were showing for Jason and Sam kind of spurned me going down the J-Sam rabbit hole for a bit. And as much as it kills me to say, and everybody knows that I was the biggest Jason and Sam fan at one point, it's it's not the same. The chemistry is not the same. And it's not Steve Burton. It's not Steve. Um, so take a shower. If, can, can, can she hop in the shower, take a shower, and come out as somebody else? Lizzie Hartley? <laughs> yes. I mean, um, they had Carly walk up and down the stairs one way and the other. I, I, you know, a, a shower would be fitting for the character of Sam. It's the one thing she doesn't usually do in between men. Oops, did I say that out loud? Oh, wow. <laughs> Taking it back to 2004. Wow. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, I'm watching my pearls. So I have a question: If if we're ending Jason and Sam, can we please get Jason and Carly? Yes, that sounds like please. a plan to me. And guess what? My number one will send it in that direction. Good, good. Okay, okay. Thank you. That's all. I'm I'm a happy camper. I think the writers would like that too. I think everybody, I, I think everybody would, like would want it except for Steve. He needs to get on board. I think Steve I, I, I would think be on board Steve, with it. I think Mo might be the problem more than Steve. Um, Steve, one, he needs to do something about his hair right now. It looks oh a, little, a little scary. Oh God. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like blonde ambition, Jason Morgan? He's giving me Jason oh. Quartermain vibes. I'm hoping he comes back. Yes, to you. yes he, he, I, he does give Jason Quartermain vibes. I, I will say, though, you know, the body is nice. Um, but I really believe at this point, Steve Burton is going to do whatever is best for Steve Burton. 
Of course. Mm -hmm. So I believe he will be on board with whatever GH wants to do. Yes. Well, Karen. Here we go. For you. Here we go, go. Um, Maxie is magically not pregnant because they're Peter's. We're, we're going to kill him off, right? With Dr. O and Brian. Yeah, no. They're going to sneak out of prison, kill him. She's not pregnant. We're not going to mention it again. Ever. And now, wait a minute. This is where it gets fun. Willow is going to be pregnant with Chase's baby. And Sasha is going to be pregnant with Michael's baby. And they're going to have to pretend, keep pretending that they're couples with the other couple. And then all hell's going to break loose. I think That's I remember a story back the in the day. Um, I think you had Alexis and who was it? It was Jax, yeah, Jax and Chloe. And, and Chloe, yep. Yep. And Alexis. Yep. And it, there was a lot of hijinks. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm game to do that again. Sasha sounds probably like will be dead before the year's out on my watch, but we can make her pregnant for a little while. I mean, she could die in childbirth. Oh, but Tony Ann. Nice. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a trope we're, we're good do. with. But the baby survived, right? Yes. It worked for Courtney. There you go. Okay. My God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, Ryan, who are you coming off at number two? <sighs> um, my number two is not going to be controversial. Um, I'm going to start this off by saying, while I love everything that he has done with the budget, <laughs> and respect the attempts that he has made since he has taken over in 2012. It's time for a new executive producer at General Hospital. And though I'm scared of who they would choose. Yeah. Oh, I thought you already that's, had names, because I do. That's I, the problem. I would be very, very okay with one of three names. Um, Ed Scott, who yep. used to be executive producer at The Young and the Restless, and Days of Our Lives at some point. <laughs> um, I think Wendy Rich would be a great um, return to the show as well. Um, she has uh, continued executive producing uh, since she has left uh, Soaps. She has created some fantastic MTV programming and has, um, I think, more modern ways of um, uh, soap approach that she could bring to GH. And my third selection would also be Jack Smith, who mm -hmm. um, was in charge of The Young and the Restless. I feel like we need an executive producer who's going to not only enhance the writer's vision, but put his or her stamp on the show and that's something that frank hasn't really done frank doesn't really do interviews talking about stories he doesn't really he kind of just lets the writers write which is fine but at some point you have to take charge of the ship and steer it when it's going in the wrong direction and those three names that i that i suggested jack smith uh ed scott wendy rich and jack smith would be the ones to do that 
I have I, three more I, names for you. Well, I'd be okay. all all good with Wendy Rich because she's been working on the Bay. And I don't know if any of you have watched the Bay. I love the Bay. I, I love the Bay. Yep. I got to catch up on it, but I do love it. So here are my names for you. For, uh, okay. The first, the first one, uh, I don't. I could see either way, but Greg Ming. Okay. Okay. Number two. <laughs> These are super controversial, so it's fine. Um, number two is really bad. Um, Mal Young. Um, I want for his fresh take. Now he knows how U.S. soaps are done, and I feel like GH would be a good good place for him um, to kind of take it in a different and new. Your direction. third name. <laughs> Jill Fairn Phelps. What? what? No. Why no. did you not just say that? Would you say that? What? Lock, lock your core maids up. Hide your bets. No, um, we are not letting yeah, Jonathan we let JFP back come back. And no, and, and, and Jonathan, you just like lost all your cred with suggestions. This is going to be one of those throw the baby out with the bathwater because uh, everything you said is horrible. Jonathan, <laughs> can I tell you, I love your number three. You know, I am the biggest Jill stan. She can do stunts and she's got a budget and she'll blow all the money they have. Like, yes, she's going to kill off your favorites, but guess what? We talked about the <laughs> when she did it. I'm just saying, yeah. I yeah. told people, no. lock up Laura real quick. We <laughs> need, like, the no. right watch on Laura. Wait, okay. no. Wait, was saying, Jill the executive please. producer when Laura went catatonic in 2002? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, no. But uh, she- uh, hey, at least you didn't <laughs> say Bob Guza. I, I guess well, you could have said that name. I'd accept him back as writer. Listen, I would. I, 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 I would not be opposed to Bob Guza with a, um, teaming up with this writing team. And, and, this, and this is what I'm going to say. Hindsight is always 2020. As frustrated as we were as GH fans with him in charge, his show was never boring. Even no, when it was bad, disagree. it was exciting. Disagree. You do? Okay. I, I, I think he had exciting moments, but even when we were, when we, they did the flashbacks these past couple weeks with the mob stuff. Oh my God. I thought I was just going to, I just could, I was, felt myself zoning out thinking, this is exactly why I hated the show. This is <laughs> it. This is why I couldn't stand it. When Carly was talking to Jax and blah, 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 and Alexis was talking to Sonny, blah, 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 blah. It was a warehouse one. It was the one where Michael was going to get shot, and I just right. Oh, I just could. Yeah, two thousand eight was not a good it. mob year. But that's like uh, the end when he was crazy. Like I'm on like the good one when he was blowing uh, stuff up. Yeah, uh, honestly, I would have really not been sad had they aired that wonderful twenty four homage that he did. The hostage crisis. The hostage crisis. Yeah, I know it sucks because you know we lost important people, but um. Yeah, like I, I, they had re-aired that. I would have been on board to watch that instead of, you know, Sonny and all the kids I abuse the crap out of. Yeah, all that collection <laughs> does, uh, just totally off topic for one second, all that collection does is prove how horrible of a father Sonny actually is. Yep. Right. Yep. I, I, I would say if you give us late 01 to mid 06, Guza, I'm okay. I'll even accept 2010 Guza because, like, no. um, <laughs> I, I liked all the stuff with with Michael's, like the Claudia trial and and Michael's sentencing and all that stuff. Like, that was good TV for me. 
Yeah, but I also feel like he was he he was on his way out, so he didn't really yep. have anything else to lose. So he was like, "Screw it." Yeah, no, but it's things that happened during that time are part of what has made Michael one of the worst characters on the show when he should yeah. be one of the best characters on the show. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not on board with, with the 2010 Guza, hey, no. At least I didn't say Chuck Pratt. Just saying. Listen, be... listen, listen. Okay, Chuck Pratt might have a bad show. More times than not. But it, something is always happening. Something is always true. happening. It's and true. you know, the funny thing is, like, the, the weird thing about this, because I, I, again, I went down the rabbit hole recently. Seeing the names like Chuck Pratt and Bob Guza, seeing what they were attached to in the 80s and the early 90s, and seeing what they descended into, a part of me is wondering if mm -hmm. that was them, their choice, or if it was okay. a mandate from production yep. and the network. Because... Well, and, and that was yep. that was definitely a factor because I mean it, it, if you watch even you know Ron and Frank at One Life to Live when you can tell when they were kind of on their own doing their thing mm -hmm. that show was firing on all 12 cylinders. Yep. And mm -hmm. then you can tell where the mandates came in with certain characters and and mm -hmm. and, and it was like, all right, put this person on screen, find something to do. And, and you ended up with this like one thing that is definitely not like the rest. And, and it was not because they were trying to be edgy or creative. You could tell it just because they didn't care because that was not something they wanted to do. Um, and when they were left to their own devices, they did a wonderful job. And I almost have to wonder how much is Frank and how much is mandates that come from even above him right and but this is where i also think if he were to actively give an outline for the show we would be able to sort of tell because that's one thing that days writers and even the ynr um producers do with well, sorry the days and the ynr producers do they're always giving interviews they're always talking about their vision for the show or what even Kim Corday, well, where I feel we went wrong or what we could do better. You don't get that with Frank. And I, I, well, but I you used to, he, he used to talk about one life to live all the time. Right. And he just doesn't with, with GH at all. Well, now that Nathan Varney's gone, I, I would like to see if anything changes. Right. Cause Nathan gives a lot of those interviews that are kind of scary. Oh, my God. I, I've never, <sighs> in the history of all and i've been involved with in soaps soap reporting since 2005. i've never seen an executive in that type of role act as if he is a head writer or producer giving interviews to the press yeah. we should not know his name because no he we should shouldn't. not be that important nope. so yeah um well nathan varney's general hospital is no more thank so. the lord we and neither is Nathan know. Barney's prime time, but that's a different boop, story. Boop. <laughs> so, at number two for me, we're just going to just shake it all up because I want diversity. And I don't just mean I want some black people. I mean, I want all of the diversity. I need 
TJ to actually be on the show and be a character and not caricature. I need to have, you know, I don't know, maybe Terry, you know, the trans character that they made such a big deal about and we're trying to get Glad Awards for to do something. Actually have a story. Yeah. I need to have Lucas and Brad, the gays, maybe get a few more in there and then actually tell a story. And if people can't, you know, be on because of other filming commitments, then the role can be recast or we can just find other characters to play. But this show is not a representation of what it's trying to be. And it's just really sad because the canvas and what it's capable of doing and what I've seen the storylines that GH has told in the past with diversity is not even remotely close to the show that I'm seeing today. And could you just imagine with all of the potential that they have, like, I know, like, and it's going to tie into my number one a lot, but there's so many things that they could take from what's going on in the world around us right now with diversity and just play it up. And it could be must-see TV. Even if they just use the people that they have on canvas right now, but they just they need to do something because I'm tired of seeing the same five characters. I'll be honest, um, watching uh, some of the re-airs of the Nurses Ball, um, you saw Lucas and Felix like walking in together all the time, and I was always like, "Man, they would have made a really good couple." Yeah, right. And they kind of almost went went there, there but but then they didn't. Yep. So, Jonathan, can we recast TJ first? Please. <laughs> can we go back to one of the earlier TJs I liked better? <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with this one. He's only been either. on for four episodes. Like, it's not his fault he doesn't, like, have chemistry with anybody. He doesn't get see to see it. They just did. No, I don't see it either. And it, it's just it's just not good. I he's not that bad. I mean, at this point, uh, you know, TJ is is one of the most cast characters on General Hospital. It's becoming a kind of a revolving door. Because this is what TJ number three or four Joey on One Life to Live. I think it's number yep. three. Yeah, I think I it's number three. Because Taquan was remember. the second one, right? Yeah, we had the TJ who couldn't read, who actually <laughs> turned into. He's like a really good actor now. Like he's, I've seen him in other stuff. He's a really good actor. Um, then you had Saquon, who was the perfect TJ, who was living it up and being successful and all of that. And then you have this one, who I- I'm sure he's a nice person. I just, I don't, I, I don't see it for him because I don't think creative sees it for him. So they're not going to really write him with any effort because they, I don't think they really care for the recast. Well, I so, don't think he has any chemistry with Molly. I don't think he has any chemistry with anybody, but I think that's also because I never like, he doesn't get to play the beats of his story. Like, yeah. Well, I can count on I one can't. hand the amount of times you've seen him. Yeah. yeah. So that, that might be part of it. He might grow on us if we see him a little bit more, but yeah, he's already TJ number three. So he probably could get a new mother too. Please. Yes. yes. Can he get a dead mother? Oops. <laughs> did I say that out loud? Well, no, I mean, I think I, I could take a different Jordan. I, you know, I could take a different Jordan too, provided we, we didn't could... pick her up from Dollar Tree. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we listen. I, you know, I brought this up before. I, 
I I personally feel some type of way that the African American recast have all been lackluster. Like all whatever of happened to literally that, what, what, all of them. What happened to Valerie? Valerie? The Dollar yeah. Shore Valerie? Yes. That oh, they wish I... happy birthday to, but we don't actually see on screen. I was yes. like, who is that person? And they were like, oh, that's <laughs> Valerie. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, there's just, they, they can make a little bit more of an effort. But no, Jonathan, I I agree with you with what you were saying. I, I do think that they could be a little, they could be better. Um, they, they, they were, or don't. Like, here's my thing. Either be better, which is the correct answer to do in 2020, or don't. Like, just, just fire them all. Because... What you're doing now is just offensive <laughs> because it's 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 not working, and it just it makes me so sad because it could be like I said, literally so much more. the The actor that plays TJ has been on the show since 2018, and he's been on 32 episodes. Hasn't been that long. Yeah, he premiered during just uh, during the uh, bachelor party right before um, Curtis and Jordan's wedding in the escape room. Yes, the escape like, room bullcrap. Yep. Act wow. like this guy. Like it's not his fault. I I'm I hate the show. Do better. <laughs> Do better because God, like I'm I'm so happy that my broker is getting like some type of a story, but like it's only a matter of time before she finds her way into the diversity corner, and I just it makes me sad. I need need better, but that's that's my number two. So let's let's bring it on home. Tony Ann, what's at number one for you? My number one is a giant cast purge. This show has many useless characters that we do not need. Send them out the door, starting with Peter. Kill Peter, <laughs> kill Valentine, kill Brando. Just kill a bunch I of I like Valentine. <laughs> I like him now. I like him better now that he's not a Cassidyne. But they could still, he could still get hit by a bus tomorrow and I would dance jig. <laughs> but we have so many characters that serve no purpose that we can just get rid of and then bring characters in that actually mean something. Bring in more wards, bring in a, a recast Dylan. I still don't understand why Dustin wasn't Dylan. I'll never understand why Dustin wasn't Dylan or why. Peter wasn't Dylan. Like, I don't understand why when they bring new people on, they make them somebody we don't care about rather than making them someone we could care about. Well, that's because Dustin was supposed to be Drew, but that's a separate issue. <laughs> yep. So I just think we need a giant cast purge because our cast is huge and bloated. And I think it will help streamline the stories because our cast is so big. Like it takes a month or two to circle back around to certain stories because we have to circle to all these other characters before we can get back around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well said, well said. So yeah. Tina, that brings <laughs> us to your number one. I'm about Please to be stoned to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'll protect you. Well, okay. Um, I, I'm I'm with Tony Ann uh, about um, getting rid of bloat on General Hospital. 
Mm -hmm. Um, my, my thing is I really want to do it with like one or two characters. Um, the prominent character being (laughs) Sonny (laughs) Corinthos. I mean, I can, I can see it now. The, the, the scene opens up and you have, you have a casket with some flowers and, and a video happening and it's Sonny's funeral that no one can attend because of COVID. And it, you know, he, he's gotten COVID from Mike cause he was isolating with Mike and they both passed away. Um, and Sonny is done. Now. Start a mob war. <laughs> <laughs> you you could start a mob war. Um, yeah. However, um, his son is going to step into the breach because uh, Dante is no longer a cop. He got all screwed up in his brains, Ooh. and he's no. gonna come home and Ooh. he's gonna run the business. So huh. it brings in Dante, who nice. I would definitely prefer to have on my screen, and it gets rid of Sunny, who I think almost. Everyone who watches General Hospital is completely sick of, except for the few that are in love with his dimples. So I, I'm conf- confused on how you're going to get stoned. Did <laughs> I say nothing wrong with anything you just said? Oh, oh I'm, I am certain. But there are people out there that are huge Sunny fans, and, and I and and I really don't understand what they're fans of, because even like with the all Sunny's kids that they've been airing. He was already phoning it in then. I think they're a fan of 90s Sonny. I I think that's what it is. They're fans of when he first came in the show, where he was that, you know, mobster with the dimples, Um, where he was this badass, for lack of a better term. And then, you know, he had the little, the heart with, you know, Stone and Robin. And, 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 and he's gone. The, the Sonny we have on our screens is a caricature. It's just as bad as Sam. But I'm not going to say that we should recast. It's, it's a character that needs to be dead and buried. And I mean dead, dead. Not coming back. No no coming back. Maybe you can do a ghost Sonny thing at some point in time. And that's fine. But <laughs> no, 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 no. He, it's, it's, it's the body. It's the it's. It's the visible. It's the gone. It's he's not coming back. Mo announces his retirement, <laughs> and we're he just doesn't done. have to retire. He can go do other things. I mean, he Watch just wrote a book. Go, go do other things. Uh, it just he needs to not be on General Hospital. I mean, he eats so much of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the truth. Uh, you're gonna get it. you're gonna it. get blocked on Twitter. I, I can just see it. I oh, it. I know I am. <laughs> Are you going to leave the charge, Karen? No, I did not say that. I think that's a, I think that's an awesome. Um, I have to think about the whole Dante thing, but I think that's a pretty cool idea to like well, reboot was, the show, right? Sure. I, I mean, with that. And if you think about it, you know, we had we had Mob and then Sonny was this young guy that kind of came up, took over, and yeah. you know, got rid of all the other monsters. But I mean, he's been on top now for what thirty years? Way too long. Way it's too, too long. long. It's been thirty years, I guess it has. It's time to go. <laughs> and since he's not gonna retire, because I don't know that Mo would ever want to play that, it, it, you know. And, and and this is something that it just shows, you know, COVID can get anybody. I, 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 <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and hey, you can use a 
it for the cast purge too. If you want to purge more people, I, I mean, it's non-discriminate. I, I just, I, I thought, you know, you could actually, pay, you know, have filmed a few scenes with Mike and Sonny and very touching and, 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 and everybody can cry a little and then we move on and, and he's gone. <laughs> I'm completely a-okay okay with this plan. <laughs> Hey, I'm I thought this is what we wanted, okay right? I, I'm 100% okay with this. Okay. There you go. See, at least you got some friends here. <laughs> Karen, is your number one going to be as controversial as Penis? Well, I don't think so. It might be. It's actually, it goes with Tony and Antinus together. <laughs> so you ready for this? Who are we this killing? Is, this is seriously. My number one was cut characters by a third okay one third be ruthless just do it a third of them gone um and dev brando and cyrus can just be like one of those memory things that we all forget about at the same time like Please. They, they're never mentioned again well you mean you like everybody had forgotten that Sh sasha did drugs yeah i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good with it oh no but sasha's <laughs> one of the ones that, that are gone sasha and nina can move away um, but I would definitely cut the characters in a third. I think you know that I think that that GH has been way too bloated for way too long, um, and it really affects the stories. It affects the pacing. It it just affects everything. Um, what I would do with Sunny, and one of my big arc things for Sunny was that um, they're going to suggest that he get tested for the Alzheimer's gene because of Mike. Ooh, and then he. Yep. And, and there was, there's a show on, I think it's Netflix. It's called The Fear. It's awesome. It's about a mob boss that gets Alzheimer's and how he starts to forget things and slowly realizes what's happening. And Sonny would slowly start to lose everything in his empire and have to, you know, come to grips with that part, but then come to grips with who is going to run the show. Now, Dante's a great I was going to say that, that kind of ties into Tina's story perfectly. Morgan wasn't my favorite, but I think the dynamic between Michael and Morgan could have really been great. You know, good son, bad son, battling it out for whatever. Um, but that's how I would kind of go into the sunset of Sonny when uh, the show got back. But yeah, I would just cut the cast in a third. Just pull, whoop, goodbye. Well, I, the, I was just figuring if you bring back an altered Dante, I mean, so yeah, he's not no, that's a, a great idea. I didn't anymore. even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you could, could get that be. same dynamic with Dante and Michael because they already kind of started it when it was first revealed that Dante was Sonny's son, right? Yeah, and then and then let's take that a step further because uh, Carly, uh, you know, Dante always just tolerated Carly. Well, what's Carly going to do when Dante's the one running the show? Who knows whether or not he keeps Jason on. And, he, know, you know, we all know he's not going to have time for Lulu or Carly. Right. Uh, you Can he get Sean out of jail? Can he get Sean out of jail? You could probably actually pair Dante with Sam. Ooh, oh. Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn? Yeah, there's another good are one. Are they related, though? I don't no, ever no, know. Not. I always they throw names out. I always throw friends. names out, and people are like, they're related. I'm like, oh, you remember Brooklyn tried to seduce Dante? Oh, yeah, that's yep. right. Oh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I, yeah. I feel like you could bring him back with his history yeah. and you could, oh, oh, he would almost be like the Dominic Pirelli he was when he first came on, yeah. uh, you know, or some sort of hybrid, something a little bit different. Would you recast mm. or would you bring Dom back? Oh, oh, I'd bring Dom back because Dom wants to come back. So I was come back with that hairdo you used to have. Oh God, not the shaggy dog hair. (laughs) 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 Now you gotta slick it back to be the head mobster. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I think that would be great. Ryan, are you loving being with us now? (laughs) (laughs) I I am. um, I'm 100% okay with this Dante thing. Though I think it would be great if you had Dante marry, say, I don't know, like a daughter of Faith. Ooh. Is Ava too old for him? No, hey. Ava's not too old. Hey. Okay. Hey, we all know you you just triggered an idea in my mind. We all know Nell. Is somebody's kid? Please I know they make her face. Please yeah, they're playing fates. with it being Aww. Nina, but we all know Willow is supposed to be Nina's daughter. So I really think Nell could be Faith's daughter, and you could I have Nell that, and like, Dante three or four months ago. Together. I was like, please, you know what I? I really do think that they were going to make Willow her daughter, and because everybody guessed it, pretty much figured it out. They were like, let's just rewrite it. Right, because what's still supposed to be back this long? Right, but you, but they can fix that still. But they've uh, rewritten uh, Nina's daughter like seventy-two uh, damn times. Nobody cares who her daughter because nobody cares, so it doesn't matter. But you could make Nell Faith's daughter, and you were talking about Nell winning. Well, Nell doesn't have custody of her son, but she's going to be running the whole Corinthos Empire with Dante. How's that for winning? Ooh. The only the only thing about that would be how would Dante justify being with her after what she did to Michael? And giving He's his not, eternal the Dante guilt for that Michael. you remember. That's true. That's very true. So yeah, I would be okay with this. And was Dante even there for part of all the Nell stuff that went down? Or was Dom gone by that point? I think he was gone for a good hunk of it. He was gone for a good part, yeah. Like, I think before, like, when he left the first time, she was still not in terrible favor with the family. I was going to say, did he even know that Michael was going to become a father? I don't think so. Because I remember he he was there when Nell first got there because he was there when Morgan died. And it was when Morgan died that she started her, you know, pretending to sleep with Sonny. So he was there for that part of it, but I don't know that he was actually there for Michael and Nell's relationship for Michael, you know, for Michael getting her pregnant and all that stuff. I'm trying to remember exactly when he left. I'd have to go look at dates, but yeah. Hey, talk about rounding it off to, you know, where you started, Ryan. (laughs) Man. (laughs) That's right. I want to see this GH. Okay. (laughs) So Ryan, that brings us to your number one. So my number one is also calling the cast. I think it needs to happen. Uh, there needs to be substantive cuts to the show that will allow for, I don't want to say a reboot, but essentially a reimagining of the show. It's, it's a happened. Reset. It's yeah, a reset. It's happened. 
happened at the end of the 70s, happened in the beginning of the 90s when Gloria Monty came back. I think it's I think it's time. I, I think it's time to look at what this show is, look at the ways that it could be better, and look at the characters that have just outlived their purpose. That's one of the things that I miss about the the genre as a whole. When characters were not working out, you were written out. They didn't just keep you around because oh executives liked you. Like they may like you, but no, you you you've got to you've got to go because your character doesn't serve a purpose. And I feel like that's what they need to do now. I'm sure that unfortunately some of my faves might be wrapped up in that, but it's necessary in order to really purge the dead weight from the canvas. And I don't know how you're gonna do it, whether it's gonna be with another monkey virus or a flood or a what? mob war. Or would whatever. would you do it with Corona? No, because I think that would be too. It's too on the nose, and I feel like people would complain about that. But I would be okay if some people opted to leave town because GH might be a hot spot, and as a result, they chose to leave or they quarantined elsewhere and then just don't come back. I think that would be fine. Um, or they could come back two or three years down the road when there's a gap and people might be interested in hearing about what are they doing now. Exactly. Like, and the reason why I say I'm sure some of my faves might be wrapped up in it, and I say this because I'm a huge Mara West fan. I've been a Mara West fan since I was a child. I love everything that she does. I think Ava is phenomenal a phenomenal character. But I also understand that in a, catch, in a cast purge, she might be one of the people who they decide to write out. And as much as I disagree with it, I would be okay if it happened with 15 other characters that were leaving. You know right. what I mean? I could, I, like, could, oh. I could see her jet set away to some little private island and just live out her life in peaceful harmony. Yep. Yeah, that was, that, that's one way to do it. Or or you decide, hey, we're gonna take the characters that are left and move them in a different direction, completely move her out of out of Sunny's orbit and circle and anything and just do something else with her. But GH has to do something. They have an extraordinarily large cast. There's not enough airtime to go around. And there are characters who by the time they're rotated back in, you've forgotten they were there. So, right. Well, sometimes I think in, in in some of the minimums and what have you, I mean, some characters are on four days a week. Um, I, I still remember years ago, there was the big laugh about Sunny Free Wednesdays because he was never on on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember that. You know, and when he did show up on a Wednesday, people lost it. Uh, it that is a thing. I, I mean... And you either do one of two things. You have to purge the cast or you have to purge those characters that take up half the screen time. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the only way. It's the only way. <sighs> but um, yeah, I, I would... For all the hell that Days gets for their cast culling that goes on, it has forced them to evolve. 
This is a Dave. Like, nobody at Dave's is untouchable. When you have fired John and Marlena in the late 2000s, they'll fire anybody. And that's the thing. I think people are too safe at GH, and there needs to be, even if it's for a year or two, you need to take a break from some of these characters. John and Marlena leaving for the years that they did and coming back revitalized them. They were able to tell different types of stories with them, and it made the fans miss them. You can do the same thing here. I mean, Christian Alfonso just left days. Didn't think that she would leave again after being there for almost 30 years consistently. Like, it, it, they, can, they can do that. Look at your canvas, cut some people. Cut some people. Leave the quarter mains alone, but cut some other people. Yeah, because there's not many of them left, so leave what we got. Yeah. <laughs> well, My poor Hughes. I was pretty sure you guys were going to cut the, the cast. So I left I left that off my list. Because I figured, one, if I'm choosing, I'm, I'm getting rid of like 90% and then we're just going to start over. Because I just, I, I would clear the entire house. So that was taken care of. So my number one is I want a realistic approach to storytelling. I'm not saying we need COVID exactly, but I'm saying that I need a bunch more medical and real based stories in the show. Uh, I want to not necessarily learn something by watching GH, but I want to at least like feel like this is real life. If people get sick, I want to know what disease it is. I want the person who's got Alzheimer's to actually, you know, like they've done such a good job with Mike's story and then they did such a bad job and then they did such a good job and then they did such a bad job. It's like, I need like realistic storylines done the entire time and make me feel like this is an extension of real life. Um, I think one of the UK producers, uh, Brian Kirkwood, at one point said he considers his show a, a hyper reality version of what the world is and i would love that for gh where i actually believe like these characters live and they breathe and the rules make sense based on the rules of our life and i can you know see mike's alzheimer's story play out or i can see the monkey flu actually come through and wipe out the 20 characters like i i just want to see some real you know stone's death i want to see robin's hiv i want to see bj's heart i want to see that type of level of here told to the characters and stories of today just make make my time matter that that's i guess the end of that quote so anybody got any honorable mentions before we read some listener feedback uh no i think i'm good just make me want to come home and watch the show again that's How's all that? don't worry that- that- make me want yep. to tune in tomorrow just have a vision, finish a story with a start, a middle, and an end, and use the cast. So if you're not using them, they need to go away. <laughs> My it. honorable mention would be if you're going to bring in a new character, before bringing in a new character, look at the children of characters who are already mm. exist and aren't there. Mm-hmm and say, would this story, would the audience work better to this story if it was someone tied to a family they already knew? Or we're just gonna chance it and go with someone brand new. 
And the reason why I say that is, if you're going to bring in a new DA, if you're going to do something like that, you've already got Scott Baldwin's daughter, who is a lawyer, or is working on becoming a lawyer. You've got characters that exist in continuity already, that the audience would be more automatically more inclined to receive. Well, if you have them with a tie, I understand that it's, it's, creatively easier to bring in a new character because then you're not, you know, I don't have to worry about writing them out of a corner if I take them dark because they're not gonna, you know, the, the, because they're tied to this person. But I think, I think if you do that, you would get a lot less resistance to newer characters if you instead just bring them as source people, like, or recast existing characters who, who are already there. Lucy has a daughter, Christina, who we haven't seen. And since Port Charles ended, we haven't seen Serena in years. There's the um, Plum uh, what was that? Yes, the Hardys. Thank you. You've got the Hardys yep. that are there. Brian and Claudia's. <clears throat> uh, you... Brian and Claudia. Dustin could have been Brian and Claudia's son. Um, yep. And I keep reminding you guys, <clears throat> there's an adult quartermain who could have an entire family that you could bring in. Jimmy Lee Holt, a.k.a. Eric yes. Carmen. Oh, so many in. people love Jimmy Lee Holt. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Mm. Well, we'll just have to see what happens when they come back into production. But I think we gave them some good ideas. But you yeah, know what? Yeah, sure they'll be. Our listeners notes. got some ideas, too. And here's the thing. I, I don't know if you guys saw, but GH pushed back production. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it's because they heard... They did that only after I announced that we're recording this episode. So I think maybe maybe the reason why is because they wanted wanted to hear hear what we had to say. So oh, uh, we can maybe, hope. Maybe we can hope. But you know what? Our listeners have some lists, and we're gonna read them real quick. So here's some that I've got to start us off. First friend of the podcast, Topher. Uh, he, he, hey, Topher. He, he <laughs> um, said at number five, please, and number four, cancel. No, number three. That number two, the hospital number one show. <laughs> I love you. Uh, he, was, he wasn't the only one that did. That. No, because Seth Rose was mm -hmm. five thirty one. I want to cancel, and I was like, "Yep, I, I. This is why you're not here today." But we appreciate you and love you, and I. That's all I got for them. Um, also, friend of the podcast, Jamie Coleman T. Uh, number five, more quartermains and hospital drama. Number four, mm -hmm. fire. Or demote Frank. Three, give him more gays. Sonny could die from sexless Jason. <laughs> Number two, oh. kill Jason. Number one, kill Sonny. <laughs> Jamie Coleman T. Um, at Rachel Adson B2. Uh, Number five, give Jason a storyline that doesn't involve Sonny. Number four, Nell dies with a whodunit storyline. Number three, Michael wins custody of Wiley. Number two, J. Sam finally reunites off screen. And number, um, she didn't say off screen. I, I added that. Sorry. I just couldn't, couldn't say those words. Um, and <laughs> number one, Chilo and Misha are back together. Last, I've got Love Liaison. And they said number five, finish stories. Number four, fix Jason Morgan. Number three, stop focusing on Corinthos only. And even if. With even it with everyone else 50 50. Number two, get the veterans pre Frank. 
characters back to they were created to be and number one character based storylines so ryan what do you have well um amy mac 1008 sent us number five hayden returns after peter exits number four the kids at pcu with cam and trina finally dating Three, the end of Jason and Sam, with Sam regaining the maturity she gained in his absence. Number two, stories based around the staff at the hospital. And number one, an end to the Sunny Show. That's that's a pretty good list. Um, at Dark Sophistica says, number five, do something with Jason and Sam. Number four, end the Nell character. Number three, Bring back the actress played that played Abby in a powerhouse business role and hook her and Michael up. Number two, in the farce of a marriage between Michael and Willow. And number one, reunite Chase and Willow. Have Willow work to get Chase back. Okay. And also, let's see, we have Renee HF says, number five, finish stories that aren't working. Nell overstayed. It's hard to care about Molly and TJ because they weren't seen for months. Play up what is working. Cam, Joss, and Trina. Trina's involved with a few. Build her mom's character to bring focus to the hospital and show characters we care about more. Number four, character-driven stories that are logical. Scotty should be included in Franco's story. Bobby should be included in Wiley's stuff. She's his great-grandmother instead of his grandmother. With more vets, Mac, Felicia, and Laura. Number three, they start stories that go nowhere. She references Terry, Aiden, Bobby being diabetic, Lucas dealing with the end of his marriage and losing um, Wiley. Maybe turn Lucas dark, have him start acting out, and that would impact Julian, Bobby, Carly, Michael, etc. Number two, Jason and Sam. The parole story is stupid. Half of PC are felons, so she'd be limited. (laughs) (laughs) They should either get back together or completely break up. Give them both better stories. And number one, balance. Not all Sonny and Carly all the time. I think that's like a general consensus among all the fans. Um, at Janin505, it says number five, a real mob story don't like. Oh, we got a mob fan on our hands. Number four, no more eating up the show with Sasha, Michael, Willow, Chase, and Nell. We need balance. Number three, stop all things Wiley and let's move on. Number two, right for Jason, Sam, and their family. Balance family and adventure. Number one, reunite Jason and Sam for good, all. And then finally, we have at DB Love 7474. <laughs> Jason and Sam together for good and happy. Jason and Sam getting married again with another baby. Jason and Sam spending a lot more time with their biological son together. Their miracle baby boy, Danny Morgan. The child they've always wanted since 2005. Well, that was sugary sweet. Tony Ann, you're next. All right. So at Bree Drew 2 on Twitter sent us number five, bring back legacy characters like Lucky, Serena, and Tommy. Number four, actual focus on the young adult characters like Molly, TJ, and Christina. Number three, more hospital stories like Shortland Street does, and John can give us an example of that if he wants to. Number two, Ava decides to go for custody of Avery and wins. And number one, five to ten useless characters getting pink slips. At Pop Culture Guy says, number one for me is a better story character direction for Brooklyn. Amanda Seton is great and can bring soap bitch, but the show seems to not have a clear plan for Brooke. At Marmstrand 14 said, so glad you are doing this episode. My vote is to decenter Carson. We need an ensemble show again. 
Amen. At Love a Mystery says, Frizz number five, Frizz adopting the boys and getting involved in the previously mentioned romance and mystery. Oh, I guess that's further up on their list. Uh, number four, continued romance with multiple couples. Number three, less mob. Number two, more mystery. And number one, more hospital stuff. And then last but not least, at Soap Jen says, number five, no blow up dolls. Please, God. That number would be four- amazing. Number four, more romance. Number three, more family drama. Number two, Maxie had had food poisoning, but she's better now, please. And number one, hospital characters as heroes. I agree with all of this list. And Tina, you're up next. All right. Well, at Katrina Nicole has a whole list. She starts at number 11 with Franco Baldwin adopts Cameron Weber. Um, And number 10, Steven Weber. So I think she means that he returns. Number nine, Hayden Barnes return. Number eight, Peter brought to justice by Frizz. Number seven, family history. Number six, adventure story. Number five, teen drama. Number four, Franco and Elizabeth unexpected pregnancy. Three, interracial stories. Two, less mob. And one, hospital stories. What a list. And then I have at L McCarthy 222, respect the history of the show and characters. It's what keeps viewers invested. Stop adding random new characters. Number three, balanced airtime for characters. No one should be on four days a week. Two more romance. One, focus more on the hospital characters. And then at D76 developer says five, balanced airtime for stories. Four, hospital-centric stories and characters that last more than a few months. Three, let others besides the mob, in quotes, folk have extended familial and friend relationships. Two, let the female characters save themselves. And one, stop seeing the same three people in everyone's stories. wonder who those three Amen. <laughs> At... Um, M-I-A-Z-G-A-S. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I have more stories focused on the vets and families. Weber Baldwin family, the hospital, place Sunny and company on the back burner. And at Jill Pohl says, five, make Dev gay or get rid of him. Four, bring back Hayden, Rick, Serena, Drew, Dylan. Three, more Lara, Q, Scotty, Brucus, Ava, Julian, and Scorpios. Two, put a muzzle on Carly. <laughs> and one, stop putting Sonny and Jason in every SL. They are criminals, not heroes. Jesus. And think- Karen, what do you got? Okay, first of all, please don't call me Karen anymore for obvious reasons. Just call me Wubsy. Thank you. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Right. You know, the whole Karen thing. Anyway. So my... Chum- don't be a Karen about it. <laughs> don't be a Karen. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but... I just had to mention that. All right. So mine is Ron um, Klaffenstein. I know Ron. Number one, Nell becomes the Erica Kane of General Hospital. Number two, diversity. More may soon say it. Stop marginalizing the LGBTQ characters. Embrace Black Lives Matter revolution with a permanent front burner Black core family led by, and he gave a handle, and her name is Bianca Taylor. That's who he would Mm. like for that. Um, Number four would like more uh, Dr. O and Alexis and the Davis girls. 
Yeah. I don't see a number five. I don't see a number five either. That's okay. Uh, R. Galante writes, uh, do a time jump. Get rid of Nell. Number three, reunite Julexis. Number four, make Willow's Nina's daughter. And five, more focus on the vets. Jenna, 11301130, would like a time jump. A lot of time jumps going on. Oh, more Brando and Molly. That's a mm. new one. Just Sam back together. More Alexis and Nell. Oh, Neil, not Nell. Sorry. And Brooklyn with a love interest. Alexis and Nell would be interesting, though. Yes. <laughs> Lisa Star 08 would like character-driven stories. Two, cast balance. Three, get rid of Peter. Four, having a begin beginning, middle, and end plan to stories before they start. And five, following through with stories. Chris Hood would like to see more vets. Laura, Kevin, Scotty, Bobby, Robert, Holly, Anna, Monica, Ned, Felicia, Mac, Alexis. More love in the afternoon, romance, banter, humor, and not just sex. More fun. There has been too much death and sadness. Time to lighten up. BLM, bring back original black families, the Phillips and the Wards. Jonathan. Oh, okay. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. It's your turn, yeah. Jonathan. You more left to read here and so at m1959 grace said at number five wheelchair using lead character permanently liesel could pull this off with an injury at hog kids are out um for laura kevin scotty weber clan in the hospital three liesel back two nell gone and number one strong female relationship davis ladies Alexis, Diane and Alexis. Yes. Um, I did not know they had a squish name. Also. Everyone yes. has a squish name. This is the internet. Uh, at random states at uh, number five, good old fashioned quarter main war with Valentine. Number four, bring back Billy Miller and Rebecca Buttig. Sorry. Um, number three, Chilo and Misha back together. Number two, more storylines connected to the hospital. Number one, wrap up the Wiley story. Frankly, sick of this kid. He's been front and center for two years. Uh, They're not wrong. Little, <laughs> not wrong at all. 2026 wants a mysterious virus make the central workers the hero. Liz, Epiphany, Felix, Brad, Lucas, TJ, Finn, Liesl, Bobby make Mayor Weber as lead character. That woman in Port Charles saves the citizens. Laura, Anna, Ava, Alexis, Maxi, Sam, take down Faison, and Jerry, who created the virus. Hmm. At the four, Imnak says they want romance. No, not Michael and Willow. Cyrus helps Ava get back Avery. Cyrus and Ava team up. Hayden. And more Frizz family with a single Maxi. Yes. Yes. At, shh, my soaps are on. Says at number five, they want Laura, Anna, Jordan, Curtis at the Port Charles Police Department. Number four, they want to use the vets and glad Spencer is back. The Castines are a perfect COVID 19 family and Dr. O because they could go on forever with the virus being six feet apart wearing mask number three love the quarter main so glad they are back number two don't write sunny in every storyline this character is overused to the point of abuse seriously his superhero persona is over the top there are other superheroes in port charles 
don't oh wait that no that wasn't number, number one sorry so long number one give general hospital a COVID 19 storyline with a shout out to real superheroes in healthcare and that was most of our listener reactions karen's going to have we're sorry Wubsy is going <laughs> to have a follow-up on Wubsnet. uh that's going to be posted wow. with some of the uh, listener feedback she got on her Facebook page and there's been so much that's coming on Twitter and we definitely want to hear your list if you did not get read so definitely send those in so with that said thank you all for tuning in to this very special episode we miss talking to you guys and we're glad to be back and back in the studio and back talking about this show you can follow wubsy at wubsnet you can follow tony ann at xo tony roni xo you got tina at tina oltl and ryan is at source ryan you can follow this podcast at two different places because i'm going to pimp both of them um we are at our take media is where the home for all of the podcasts we do here on our take media are and that includes where I'm going to throw this one as well, which is at soap underscore countdown, because I'm going to bring that brand back when we do more top fives like this and some more fun subjects. You can use the hashtag RTGH or soap countdown when discussing this podcast so we can find it and discuss all about it. And you can follow me at soap wiki John until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.